0: Second guest for the for the morning, uh, Jeff Lloyd. I welcome him. Hello, Colin. Good morning, Jeff. Jeff, Good morning, the, yeah, we're uh, we have an audience this morning of over five hundred people, and uh, and as we chatted through uh, on our call briefing call last night, Jeff, uh, I wanted to uh, start out talking to you uh, as jeff lloyd the human being rather than uh, jeff lloyd the ceo of mlc and jeff lloyd the chair of the financial services council uh how are you managing in this uh very weird new world order uh i know you're sitting at your home uh, in sydney where you're quarantined because your young daughter had an operation a few days ago uh how are you managing
1: well look it's really different right it's incredibly um so different to any other situation i think colin You know, for me as a leader of a business and as a father of a family, you know, there's just so much going on at the moment for everybody, I know. Um, You know, and I reach out and think about uh, planners who I know are on the, and think about, you know, they've also got to look after their clients directly every day. And and I wonder if that's not actually an uplifting experience as well, because there is so much going on in society. This, This crisis, we use the word extraordinary, but it is unprecedented. It, it truly is about us now, not just having for the first time in my career or life, dealing with market correction, but we're also dealing with the well being of all of our family, our friends, uh, people around all of us are losing their roles and their jobs. Um, there's an enormous amount of stress already in the system, and that pressure in the system has just grown. So, um, you know, it, it's difficult. It's difficult for all of us.
0: What does leadership need to look like through this period? You're a leader of over 4,000 people at MLC. How are you changing um, who you're being, perhaps? And what does it take for others that are listening to us today to, uh, to uh, again, pivot to this kind of new, urgent kind of leadership, but remaining calm, presumably?
1: Well, I think you've got to remain calm. I think, you know, you have to put yourself in everybody's shoes. But it is time for leadership. You know, we just heard the Minister and the government continue their... Um, ongoing package of relief. It's not just been one stage. It's been measured, it's been calm and it's been considered. And it's time for leaders to step up, actually, um, in our industry, in our profession, uh, whichever part that is, asset management, advice, superannuation. Um, and it's actually time for leaders to lead. So uh, what are we doing differently? What am I doing differently? You know, um, I'm making sure I'm checking in on people. You know, um, as many as I can. I'm trying to ring two people every day to try to say something to just connect with them. Um, our team is trying to visually get together as often as we can as a leadership team, um, not just on Skype or on digital services, but, you know, just one-on-one, not as a collective. And you know, it really is time for leaders to step up. And I think now so much has changed. I heard you just ask the minister, what's changed for good? Um, I think uh, we have revalued what's important, no doubt.
0: So let's talk a little bit about uh, the government and its stimulus measures. Uh, You're close to the government, you're in regular communication with uh, uh, the Treasurer, the Minister and others, and uh, obviously your CEO, the CEO at NAB Bank, is intricately involved in all of these measures. Uh, What do you make of the ones last night and what does that mean for the industry, do you think?
1: Well, I think it's uh, another round of cushioning. Um, It will be so gratefully received by so many Australians who've lost their jobs. Um, It gives this underpinning floor to our economy, I think. Um, And it's probably filled that last gap for those who have lost their roles, aren't on Centrelink and or are still working, but are working on a reduced capacity. Um, That's so important because the recovery here equally has to be managed, not just the health and wellbeing of every Australian. And so, you know, I I welcome those. Um, I think now we need to think about planning for when we do all come out the other side. Because if we're not thinking about that now, um, it'll come on us quickly, um, and we won't be ready, and we won't be available um, to serve the needs of clients that are out there. I mean, I I talk to planners. I'm trying to ring a planner every day, and ask them what's happening in their office. You know, um, and only yesterday I was reminded by one of our planners about a conversation he had with his clients—not just his wealthy clients, but his clients who have just recently gone on the pension after you know really drawing down all their other assets in super Um, and how important that eight thousand dollar benefit is to them and he you know just rang them to let them know about that um you know and you know it's really important that we look out and reach out to every client not just those who are ringing us actually i'm
0: going to traverse a little bit all over the place and a little bit off script as you'd expect of me jeff uh let's talk about mental health for a moment you you referenced called touch checking in with people and calling out. Uh, the financial planning industry was already in crisis post-Royal Commission before we just got smacked uh, with, uh, with a crisis that's, uh, that's now hitting every member of the community. Um, yep. I know you've made some uh, significant announcements this morning. Yeah. Uh, I believe it were uh, released at 8 o'clock, 8am uh, this morning. Um, but th- w- this will be the first time you talk about it, the first media, so thank you for that. Can you talk about what those measures are uh, in helping your dealer groups and your planners and then talk a little bit about mental health and what, how you think we can all preserve ourselves over these next months?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, look, we've announced what we're calling a client time recovery support package for planners. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time as a team over the weekend thinking, how do we really go on above and beyond? I challenge my leadership team not to just to do what's expected, but to do something more. Um, so, over the next three months, we won't be charging financial planners' dealer group fees um, at all. So, we've abandoned that charge for the next three months. Well, the three months that follows that, uh, we've given a 50% reduction to their dealer group fees. Uh, We've also extended some of the change management that was going on in the group to allow our planners just to spend time with their clients. You know, um, I'm always reminded, Colin, that, you know, we're a large business and the planners out there who are looking and serving our clients, they're in small businesses and they've got so many different and difficult challenges every day. So we hope that that announcement takes for the next six months that pressure off fees, it's time for us to support them. At the same time, we've opened up um, our employee assistance line, our helpline, uh, for mental care and wellbeing to all of our planners um, and families and any other uh, employees that they have. You know, it's really important people have access to someone to have a conversation with. You know, um, and as you know, I've been involved in different men's mental health issues over the years and trying to give our family and our personal support to those. Um, And it's more important than ever that we actually make sure that we do that today. So, one, we've taken the pressure off fees. Two, we've given people access uh, to professional help where they need it. But what's most important is just letting somebody know that you're there for them, that you've got their back, Um, letting them know that at any time they can call you um, and just checking in and trying to have a bit of fun in that conversation. I think we can be a bit serious when we ring people today, uh, there's a lot of serious conversation to have. But, you know, let, let's have some fun during this time. And remind people, there's a life out there. It's not just um, occupied in the home. Um, you know, I, we, we've had some great stuff on our staff, intranet sites um, about people having fun in their workplace, what's happening with their children, how they're managing all that. I'm even making coffee for myself at home now, Colin. Um, getting my own breakfast. The world's changed for good.
0: Wow. Good. I guess, Carly, your wife is uh, going to be thrilled with some of these changes. Uh, look, tell me, uh, congratulations on the measures for your, uh, for your licensees. I gather you're the first to provide that kind of stimulus, if you will, in the industry and support of, of planners and licensees. Uh, hopefully that uh, is a message to all others uh, out there in our industry to provide similar. Are you trying to lead first here and, and have others follow now?
1: Well, that's what leadership's about. Actually, someone has to go first. Um, it's easy to go second, actually. Um, and so many of the initiatives that we've been rolling out over the last two, three weeks have been important. But you know, we really took on the challenge of saying, what's the most important thing that we can do? And that's take the pressure off fees. That's in our control. And I encourage every dealer group out there to do the same thing. Um, they will get beyond this. Um, and it's times and moments that matter. Um, and this is a moment that really matters. We've had a program internally at MLC with our staff, talk about moments that matter, with a client on a call, um, with an advisor, um, helping them through a difficult situation. And it really is time for leaders to step up in moments that matter, and this is one of them.
0: Let's move to uh, the Financial Services Council for a moment, of which you're chair. Uh, Of your members, I imagine many of your members are suffering greatly right now. Do you think they're all going to make it through this crisis?
1: I hope so, Colin. You know, uh, we've got a wonderful group of members who care about each other. Quite frankly, we're all in competition with each other. Um, But it's much more than that. Uh, We see a much greater need uh, for access to advice, to access to great investment decisions right now, information. um, You know, insurers need to be able to act efficiently during these times. And so the FSC brings all of that value chain together in financial services and, You know, I think this is the time for industry bodies to also step up and lead. Um, I heard the minister, I I think just before, acknowledge that those associations, I think, are working well together, not just on their own, quite frankly. People don't need to hear about that publicly, but let me tell you privately, there's a lot of great conversations there to work together. You know, it's time for Team Australia in this environment, and all those associations are stepping up. I do have concerns about some members who, um, are just small boutique. It's going to be very difficult for them, uh, but we all need to give them support where we can.
0: Tell us about the, the the tone and the type of communications you're having with government in these crisis meetings. Look, they're
1: really direct. Um, they're very open. Um, it's matter by matter, specific. Um, looking for specific instruction. Um, listening. There's a lot of listening going on, and then there's a lot of acting. Uh, We've got direct lines into all parts of government. And I think the government's actually on both sides um, of politics working really well together in this small cabinet phase to really get things done and show leadership. So um, there's a lot of listening. I encourage everybody who's listening to this call. uh, We've heard that the legislative agenda can't per se change, um, but there is a lot we can still do. So don't sit back and think, oh, it's all just on me and I can't change it. Things are changing for better. Um, give me a call directly. Um, give the associations you're part of a call directory. But things are changing for the better. And we should use this crisis to make long-term change, particularly around access to great advice. You know, We conducted a survey at MLC. I think it was the first one out there to hear what clients are really thinking at the moment. And number one out of their top priorities of what's affecting them right now is getting access to good advice then their own health and wellbeing, and then the broader economy and business and supply chain. Number one, access to good advice. And, you know, we're seeing and feeling that every day. Our call centre volumes are up 60%. You know we already process hardship claims of about 1,000 a month, Colin. Uh, we expect that to grow to 25,000 a month um, as this comes through. So, you know, we're resourcing our teams. We're getting laptops out of cabinets so everyone can work out of home. Um, people are actually taking their roles very seriously at this point in time to help all Australians get through this.
0: That's a good segue. We'll talk about the actual mechanics of working from home and and how you've uh, moved your organisation uh, in a moment. But let's go back to MLC and in terms of markets, can you yeah. have you have you got the liquidity to meet the ten and twenty grand? Uh, legislation that's just been pretty much overnight created by government?
1: Uh, we do. We, uh, that's an intraday monitoring that we're doing Colin. We went into this quite uh, defensive actually across our super and non-superannuation funds and our strategies there were quite defensive. We almost had uh, very limited if, if not almost zero exposure uh, to airports, very little exposure to um, property and infrastructure as a percentage of our total asset allocation. Um, And so we have been raising liquidity over the last few weeks, but we've also been in the markets looking for opportunities as well. Um, So it's not just managing liquidity for cash out. We're also using this opportunity to really be ready um, to invest our clients' funds to see and where we see opportunities for gain. So we're doing both at once. But it is an intraday matter. It's, uh, it's an issue for each fund dependent upon their asset allocation. But look, it's time for super funds to step up as well. It is clients' monies. And we all have situations, friends, families, where mum and dad have lost their jobs. They're in a small business. Their business isn't operating as well. They've got three kids. They will need access to this money. And if you're in your 20s and 30s, you will make that up. I know... The numbers. I know what happens on the lifetime projections of that, but there are individual circumstances, and I think it's appropriate that—and lucky, actually—we're very lucky. We have a superannuation system as large and as strong as it is to support Australians at this time, and they will make that up.
0: Do you you have some? uh, Pardon me. Do you have concerns about cohorts and the exposure that this last few weeks is uh, is bringing to large groups of people in similar? Uh, employed industries and also large private asset holdings that may bring some stress to certain funds?
1: Yeah, uh, some funds have been very aggressive in their asset allocation, no doubt. We've seen uh, large percentages of um, real assets in their portfolios um, and those assets are now illiquid. Um, And, uh, you know, they're going to have to work really hard to strike real values every day. Uh, But every fund is different, Colin. I know and I have faith in the trustees out there that they will do their jobs appropriately. But if you've gone into this market very aggressive with a lot of uh, unliquid assets and ridden up the markets for the last decade without managing for redemptions um, and you are a concentrated fund with one cohort of employees, then some of those funds are going to be in real trouble, no doubt.
0: I just want to give you, uh, we're going to go to the audience, Jeff, uh, we, where uh, we have our Slido technology here, and uh, everyone at home can, uh, can see it to the right of their screen. It's very uh, easy, easy to use uh, to send through your questions. Uh, but first of all, uh, Effie Cozzi says, Thank you, Jeff. It means a lot to know that our licensee cares about our financial situation, and the temporary change to fees is so very much welcomed. And I think it's actually a kiss. <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> that's, uh, that's from Effie, who presumably is one of your licensees. Uh, let's, um, let's look at opportunity for a moment. Uh, you're a very glass-half-full kind of guy. Uh, what, do you, uh, what do you see as opportunities for MLC in terms of growing on the other side of this or through this? Uh, and, and in particular, uh, with the backing on the balance sheet currently of NAB. Uh, yep. And then the second part of the question, maybe you should answer it first. Are you still for sale? And what is, when is that going to happen?
1: Right. Well, um, when I talk about opportunity, let me come back to our team. You know, our team has just responded so well at MLC. um, And I know our planners have as well in these really difficult times. They've adjusted quickly. You know, again, this moment that matters (coughs) is going to come on the other side of that. I hope for us as an employer and leaders with our team is a really different personal relationship. You know, we've got to care for each other. um, And, That's demonstrating itself in so many different ways every day. So I hope we have a different engagement with our staff and our team from here and with our planners, knowing that, you know, we are a voice for them. You know, the value of good advice has never been worth more than it is today um, and that we are all in it together. So that's the first thing for me. Uh, Look, our path to separating from the NAB has always been really clear. Nothing's changed on that. Uh, we continue to push forward on separating MLC from the NAB, and we think that that timetable is unaffected during this crisis. Um, it's important for us to maintain that focus, and we're more than two-thirds way complete, so um, that's now within our power. It's an opportunity for us and our clients um, to really have a specialist MLC as it separates from from the NAB, but with the support of NAB right now, you know, um, I think we're all reminded about balance sheet strength and capital strength in this market. Um, if I think back, the GFC was the last time we really had that opportunity in financial services to remind ourselves about capital, importance of capital and balance sheet. And we saw what happened post that. You know, I, this, this is my eighth crisis. I'm getting old enough to start to count them. Um, and, gee, <laughs> we, are, we are much better, I think, all of us as a profession because of what we've been through. Um, you know, I was on a call on Sunday with our asset managers going through our asset classes and talking about liquidity and where we're at. And I was just saying to my wife afterwards um, uh, how proud I am of that team and the level of professionalism experience, it was a Sunday afternoon care. and care. And I think that's because they've all been through crises before. Um, so there's some safety comfort in that. I think we should rely on each other now. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to change on the other side of this. I am optimistic about the future. I think work will be done so much differently. I think working from home really makes sense to everybody now. Um, I think getting out and getting fresh air and what is freedom and comfort is more valued as well than ever before, but, you know, there's real opportunity and, and those with balance sheet and capital will use that uh, balance sheet and capital on the other side of this to grow.
0: So you will be making acquisitions?
1: Uh, we're always looking for growth, Colin.
0: Tell me, Jeff. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the setup working from home because it's actually more uh, fundamental than than uh, many organisations thought. You've yep. now got your entire workforce, I understand, 4,000 people working from home, is that correct? How, and how have you made that work? We still have
1: a couple of hundred in the office. Um, they can work from home. Uh, we've tested our systems. You know, I saw the bank grow almost every two days by 5,000 people with the capability to work from home. So you now we are really fortunate to have the strength of the NAV behind us and providing that infrastructure. Um, yeah, look, we had to empty our 700 Burke Street after our first virus uh, confirmed case. It was someone who worked in the foyer area. It's a very open building, and everybody had access. So we had to empty 7,000 people um, in a day, basically in an afternoon. And you know, I'm on a crisis meeting twice a day—one with my team, one with the group—getting great access to all that information, but um working from home is difficult you know we've all got families you know i see you've had a shower today colin that's that's a progress for all of us um i even had a shave today i was intending on growing a beard um but yeah we we have to be disciplined um it is work um it is a change and it's here with us i think for quite a while it's not just a couple of weeks um, so how long is
0: it, how, to... how long is it here for for us? Do you think we're working from home and isolated for six months? Is that a realistic kind of time frame? Do you think?
1: Oh, I think it's at least three months. We should prepare for that. If it's less, great. If it's more, then we're prepared.
0: So at least three, but possibly
1: six. Could be. Could be.
0: Has this uh, stalled the the uh, pathway to professionalism financial for financial planners? Uh, And what's next? What do we need to do next to truly be, have a profession and be regarded as such by the community?
1: I don't think it's stalled it. I think it's reminded advisors, you know, I can't put myself in their shoes personally, but trying to talk to at least one a day. And as I said, you know, yesterday I had a conversation with Harry and, you know, just the professionalism in his voice um, and the way that he's caring about his clients. You know, our clients and our advisors, all of you on this call, uh, are reminded how important your role is. You know, you should be proud. You know, I thank you for all this hard work that you're doing at such a difficult time. But, you know, pride, professionalism is coming through every day. I think, Colin. So, it's not going to slow us down. It's actually hopefully giving us a chance to look up and out. It's been so difficult for planners in the last 12, 18 months and advisors and dealer groups, now's the chance to remind ourselves of what exactly we're here for, who we're serving, um, and what great work planners do every day.
0: I'm going to go to... Uh, thank you for those comments. I'm going to go to uh, questions from the audience now, Jeff. Uh, some are a little bit random, but we'll go with it nonetheless. How do we monitor and penalise the media manipulation by hedge funds deliberately driving down the market to profit from their sell options and then buying up at subsequent cheaper investments?
1: Oh, I think the regulator, the law hasn't changed. The boundaries are there. The guidelines are there. Um, I think the regulators are doing a good job at the moment. I think that if there is that conduct, it's at the margin. We're, we're actually seeing markets work quite efficiently. You'd expect that with our size, uh, particularly credit markets over the last week or, or more um, uh, are acting more efficiently where we had
0: a little bit more concern about liquidity. Um, well, credit, you know, mar- got- credit markets right. were almost frozen a week or two ago, right? Credit markets, credit markets were almost frozen a week or two ago.
1: Yeah, they were a bit tough, that's no doubt. But um, there's a lot more
0: activity there and they're working efficiently, the team would tell me now. Another question, Jeff. You said that you have been raising liquidity these last weeks. How have you been doing this and how has this affected your overall asset allocation? Uh, It's
1: probably taking it from defensive assets, so fixed income, for instance, we've drawn down a little bit on. Um, We've kept a good eye on our AA to make sure that, you know, we've got to remember that as we go through the hardship early release provisions, we've got to not just look after those clients who are taking that money out. We've got to equally look after those members and clients who are staying in the fund. So asset allocation um, and access um, to that asset allocation post Um, clients who withdraw on hardship is paramount. Again, you know, some of those funds who may have had greater asset allocation to elite have to be careful that they don't, the clients who are left don't end up with a, a very concentrated asset allocation.
0: Another question from Mark Spring. Great that you're talking about planning for what we need to do to to prepare for coming out of this crisis in the new world. Does this include delivering solutions for retirees so we can retain members post them reaching retirement age?
1: No, I, I think that's right. You know, I think you asked me earlier, I didn't quite answer it, Colin, but what's the one next best bet we have? I think it's working with government and ASIC on allowing planners to do... Uh, individual solution advice to clients right now, particularly new clients. I talk to some planners who have new clients coming to them, referred to them by existing clients, and they are looking for issue-specific advice. So how do we free up the advice spectrum to make that easier for those clients, those members, to get issue-specific advice about their current situation, rather than being the full spectrum of personal advice with everything we've had to do in the past. I think we should all ask um, the minister and the government to do that. They're working on it. Um, We heard um, our minister just say something along those lines. That's the next important thing for for planners to have greater access to their clients.
0: The issues raised by Jeff on industry funds around liquidity and equitable pricing are interesting. Is this part of your due diligence process when placing industry funds on your APL?
1: Well, I'd have to say we haven't changed our APLs during this crisis. Um, I think it is, yeah. I think, you know, you have to look at the overall sound management. We do have industry funds on our APLs. Um, We also publish all of our APLs, by the way, all of our licensees. They're all published on the website, so they're open for everyone to look at. But we're talking about sustainability of super here. We do have a great system. Um, it will live beyond this. It will actually get stronger. I think the engagement of members with their super will be much, much higher post this. It's a real benefit. But we have to help them get through the next three to six months, no doubt.
0: So you heard my questions to the minister in regards to is there further stimulus in using super? Uh, She said unlikely, I think was in the first part and asked her a bit later in the conversation and you know, a politician would be stupid to say never. So she said, uh, never say never. But that said, do you see the super system as a sound retirement structure uh, with bipartisan support at nine and a half percent, increasing to 12 over the next five plus years?
1: Well, Colin, I'm on the record here. I think if 15 is what our politicians get, it's what we should all get. Um, And that's been the case for a long time. Um, 12 isn't enough. Um, and where we are today isn't enough. And it's not going to be enough on the other side of this either. So um, I am proud of our system. You know, I think, you know, we're coming up to that 30 years uh, time of its age. It's important that we review it. I think it does need changes beyond the retirement income review that's on at the moment will help assist with that. But, you know, look at what support it's given our country, liquidity um, in the market, that it creates investment in infrastructure and other assets. Um, the world is proud of our system. We should be.
0: Just another question on markets. Uh, how close to the bottom do you think we might be? How bad will this get?
1: Well, there's a lot more volatility, so that creates opportunity, that's for sure. Um, when journalists ask me that question, Colin, I know my asset management team behind me in the office uh, and at home uh, (laughs) are shrieking at my response. Um, Look, I'm not one to judge that, but, you know, it's great to have volatility. That creates opportunity. Um, And, you know, as a deep value investor personally, now's the time to create value, both for ourselves, our families, um, in our family and personal relationships, but also in our portfolios and our super. So I am optimistic about the future.
0: Oh, let me be a bit more personal then, if you uh, so you don't upset your uh, portfolio managers. Uh, when will Jeff Lloyd be diving back into the market uh, and se- and seeing equities opportunities? I gather you've got a couple of dollars on the table spare.
1: I I've, um, I'm fully invested with my team, and <laughs> their, judgment, their judgment is much better than mine. We should, uh, and I'm leaving it to them to decide. Um, how they uh, re-enter markets and when they re-enter, but you know we are seeing buying opportunities, little ones, but we are.
0: Let's uh, let's go back to uh, MLC and your leadership for a moment. We've got about seven minutes left. Uh, what does MLC stand for? What do you want it to be known for over this next year or two or three, particularly with consumers, not just with the planner cohort, but with consumers as it's as it's relatively new leader.
1: Yeah. Well, I think being there at moments that matter. You know, it's terminology we've been using inter- internally for more than 12 months. It's an opportunity for MLC to lead at the moment. You know, um, I-, I encourage all leaders to get out and be talking right now uh, and be visible, um, not just on the phones and from home where they can, but as visible as they can at uh, conferences like this, because, um, you know, we should be proud of what we've achieved in this country. We should be proud of um, the hard-working Australians that are there now in very difficult times. And I think MLC has an opportunity to lead in moments that matter, and I'm really proud of our
0: team. And do you think the, uh, the whole team will survive through this? Uh, will, we, <coughs> pardon me, will we see shrinkage right across the sector? Uh,
1: I'm not sure we will. I'm um, hoping me. that the stimulus that's there will allow people to get through. Um, it's a much deeper correction than any other I've lived through, that's for sure, Um, and it's happened quicker than any other, but we are better prepared. You know, I I think if you go back in time and you look at the quality, the capability and experience of the value chain, um, that we've been here before, and um, we should have learnt, and we can apply those learnings now to our current situation, but they are extreme times, and, and I hope if anybody's um, going through that sort of difficulty, if we can help at MLC, they should let us know.
0: So, Jeff Lloyd, I've known you 20 years, and uh, you say you've been through uh, eight crises or seven crises in that time. Uh, I know many of those have been mental breakdowns, but I, I think you're talking about physical, uh, financial crises more than personal crises. Tell me, what have you learned that makes you a different leader now and better equipped to be a leader now in what you're saying is the kind of mother of all crises? What's changed? Yeah. What have you learned?
1: Um, be calm. Uh, rely on your team. Listen to them. Trust them. Ask them for help. Ask others for help. Um, you know, I think the strength of being honest and open allows you to get the best information and the best access to great decisions. And you know, we build a great team at MLC. Uh, they're very committed. They're very experienced. It's an incredibly diverse team. So. Uh, Rely on others and ask for help is probably um, the the first two lessons. And then be calm. (coughs) Uh, Things do always get better, and so be calm.
0: And of the uh, over 500 in our audience uh, online here today and plenty of others that will read about this later, uh, thousands, maybe tens of thousands, and possibly some of this narrative will make it to mainstream media and consumers, what do you say to people who are struggling right now, who uh, really don't know which way to go, uh, they have a financial planner or anyone, anyone in the audience, what do you say? Um, ask for help.
1: Um, there's so many other people in the same situation. Ask for help, uh, reach out to somebody, don't do it on your own. There's always someone who can help you, make sure you find that help.
0: What are you doing yourself that will have you keep your best, best be your best self uh, and keep yourself mentally agile and well? What are your tips?
1: I think um, make sure you um, shower every day. That's the first thing. Uh, Make sure you get out um, and get fresh air every day. Um, And I think this is a big one. It happened over the weekend or resonated with me more over the weekend that's just passed. Uh, Don't be on your devices 24-7 when you're at home. It's so easy to have them there with you. Um, It's important to have a device-free weekend um, I told my team that over the course of last weekend was really, really important, I think. Uh, and I'd encourage everyone to make sure you switch off because working from home can be 24-7 otherwise.
0: Final question, uh, you we've, we've been talking a lot about leadership and leaning into this crisis, and uh, it's a very sad time and a very confronting time uh, for all the world, not just uh, our sector, not just our country, uh, but the whole world. Um, Leaders are absolutely going to be made in these moments, and we're seeing, uh, we're seeing that in business and politics to some extent. Uh, I know you want to call out a little bit more to the CEOs and other leaders across the industry. You made a few comments about that already, but, but what more can they do to help calm, provide messaging, providing, uh, I guess, uh, um, uh, more surety that our industry will improve and will survive to the other side?
1: Look, I think, first and foremost, we've got to work together. Um, If you need help, reach out. Um, Make sure that you are doing everything you think you can at this point in time um, and not leaving anything in the bottom drawer. I'm encouraging my team and our network to keep coming to us. I'm really grateful for the emails uh, and calls that I'm getting on suggestions. Um, This package that we rolled out today is really important and it's what we heard the most from our network um, help us on fees over the next six months which we've done uh, there's also help us get access to um, professional personal well-being services we've done that um, i encourage all financial services leaders to make sure that we work together
0: through this because we'll be so much stronger on the other side well, congratulations again on your stimulus package, and uh, and and we'll be publishing that if it's not live already on professionalplanner.com.au, it will be very shortly. Uh, when you talk about Team Australia, Jeff, uh, let's wrap up on that that comment. I like yep. that. I like that comment. And uh, as a Queenslander. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what does Team Australia mean right now? Is this going to be one of those great moments where uh, communities will come together, where businesses will come together, humanity uh, will pivot its focus of what's important and competition and ruthlessness might might take a rest?
1: Oh, well, I do. You know, um, if you look in our streets around our suburb, um, my wife sent out a a note on our one of our neighbourhood um, websites saying, you know other places in the world they're putting teddy bears out on the streets and putting rainbows in windows um so you mentioned earlier our youngest daughter had a minor operation earlier in the week and so we took her out for a walk yesterday and the neighborhood many 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 streets are just riddled with this um and we were watching people within minutes of um carly sending that note out doing that so you know i think we're reframing i think we're reframing for good Uh, We are caring about each other in a very different way. Uh, These are moments that matter. So, you know, I'm really proud of what planners are doing every day, the calls that they're making, that they're getting, um, the important connection that they're making with Mum and Dad Australia. Well, you know, that's lasting. So, you know, I can't thank them enough.
0: It's been a really great conversation. We haven't got through all our material. Uh, this, we could talk all day. But thank you very much for uh, being with us today, Jeff Lloyd of, of MLC and of the FFC. Uh, thanks very much for the generosity of your time and your information, um, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Well, that's it for me today. I'm now going to hand over to my colleague who will lead for the rest of the day. Uh, I hope you stay with us. We've designed this program to be absolutely uh, critical for the coronavirus-19 as well as dealing with retirement, the original topic of this conference. As CEO of Connexus Financial, my name's Colin Tate. I thank you for your business and for your sharing and for your being with us today and hopefully many more events delivered digitally over these coming six months. And I wish you and your families uh, the best of health in these most difficult, difficult times. I'll now hand over to your host for the rest of today, Lawrence Parker-Brown. Thank you.